0: Hello and welcome to our Women on a Mission podcast, the online destination for women and men who want to create a life that they truly love, one without limits, one with more balance, more self belief, and endless possibilities for the future. I'm your host, Deborah Craig. I'm an intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. And every week, I'll bring you guest experts, individuals with lived experience, and of course, I'll share client case studies so that you can experience some of the best ideas and solutions to help you solve real life problems so that you can live a happy and healthy life and of course, become the best version of yourself every single day. You see, I've found that to reach our full potential in our careers, relationships, our health goals, and in life, we must take a look at what's going on on the inside of ourselves as this is where the change really starts. I hope you enjoy the podcast and remember, leave feedback and comments so that I can continue to bring you content and guests that truly help you become the best version of yourself so that you can live a life that you love. Enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of my podcast. My name is Deborah Craig. I am a hypnotherapist and life mentor, and I'm bringing these podcasts to you to bring industry experts and tips, advice and support, personal experiences and client experiences to you to help you release things that are no longer serving you so that you can live your life to the fullest and always achieve your full potential in your relationships, in life, in careers and so much more. So much of the work that I do is helping people understand what's really at the core of what their issues are, what's really holding them back. I help them get to the root of the causes. I help them heal those issues, releasing them, and then shifting their perspective so they can move forward to write a brand new story for their future. So today I have the pleasure and the honor of having the lovely Claire Jack who is a published author and founder of the Academy of the Inner Mind Hypnotherapy Training School and I had the pleasure of meeting Claire when I was going through my own training working with her directly and it is an absolute honor to have her on here today to have some good conversations all about hypnotherapy. So please Claire if you want to join us. Hi, Claire. Hi. Thank you so much for joining today. It's so good to see you as Mm -hmm. always, and I'm very grateful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on to our podcast today. So the reason that I wanted to bring yourself on is particularly is because with over 15 years in the industry, as I said to our viewers, you've published author. Uh, And you already are running your own hypnotherapy training school, which luckily for me, I had the absolute pleasure of being part of several years ago. And I became such an advocate for hypnotherapy as a skill set and a model for helping people make significant, profound changes in their life, things that perhaps they've been holding on to for years that they think that they have to live with forevermore. In actual fact, there are so many good ways to release these things and achieve your full potential and everything that you want in life. Um, And I really want to get yourself on here to just give me some of your own experiences, opinions, in a a casual conversation uh, with the viewers to help them and hopefully they'll take away some golden nuggets about uh, what we do as work and how they can also make some changes in their own life. So thank you for joining and if you wouldn't mind just a little intro from yourself to add to what I've already said that would be amazing. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, first of all, Debbie.
1: It's really lovely to to meet up with you and also just to have a chat about the best thing in the world, which is (laughs) hypnotherapy. And I suppose my story with hypnotherapy really starts a long time ago. My mum was quite into sort of hypnosis. She was into a lot of, I guess, what we would call new age kind of stuff. And from an early age, I was just brought up with things like hypnotherapy and visualisation and it always seemed very natural to me i suppose and then when i really needed help first of all with public speaking and then with the driving phobia it again it just seemed very normal to, to me to go for hypnotherapy and really the driving phobia was life changing i was very lucky to find a fantastic hypnotherapist one session and I could drive not the best driver in the world but 100% improved on where I was starting from and after that I'm, I'm from a teaching and academic background and trained as a hypnotherapist within about probably two or three years I was moving into training and really have a nice balance now. I think of training and client work do loads of blogging write books I'm always up to something
0: therapy involved um is amazing and as I said I've been very lucky to have been part of your academy um, and the teaching perspective um, and finding out really sort of a lot more about the benefits of hypnotherapy because there's so many different things that it can be helpful for however one of the things that I've came across and I guess I want to just get some of your own input on this is what do you hear from people um, you know the first of interpretation or perception of hypnotherapy so when somebody hears that that's maybe what you do or work or that you use that as a model for support, What's people's sort of first impression or interpretation when you talk about hypnotherapy? I think the big thing that comes across to me
1: is that it's mind control, mind control and magic, and that you're going to make somebody do something. And I think it really, you know, what, what struck me, I was working with a group of doctors at one point and consultants, highly educated people. And they still had this perception, this kind of worry that I was going to make them do something or that it involved this mind control. So I think that's a, a big sort of concern for people I think a lot of what people know about hypnotherapy comes from stage hypnosis they've seen things on the telly I think a lot of people think it sounds great fun but are just really confused about how it's going to work and as I say you know it was something that I was kind of brought up with and that seemed normal to me but I think for an awful lot of people it seems very out there you know something that's that's interesting but maybe hard for some people to think of as as kind of more mainstream therapy which for me really is where it fits.
0: Yeah I I completely agree in my own experiences um, from client work and even talking about what I do you, you say the word hypnosis or hypnotherapy and again they jump straight to stage hypnotist oh will you make me do something that you know I don't want to do or you make me do something silly and it's like it's, it's actually nothing like that um, you're still completely in control of your own your own body and you know if you wanted to just open your eyes at any time then you absolutely have the power to do that um, there is also sort of misconceptions um, about what what you can actually use hypnotherapy for and I think for me one of the things that were coming up a lot was when you say hypnotherapy, there's that people jump to things like, oh, it's it's for smoking cessation, or it's if you can't drive, or like you were talking about yourself, or perhaps it's for a fear of flying, something like that. Um, what I found quite interesting is is the scope. That hypnotherapy actually has for so many other things and I guess I just wanted with your extensive experience in the area to understand do you still find that when you talk about it or share it with people that that they also jump to these sort of conclusions that it's for these specific more um, phobia type things?
1: Yeah I would say that Certainly people associate it with behavioral behavioural issues and phobias. I think the you know weight loss, smoking and phobias. And sometimes when I've had students on courses, even they have found it quite difficult to accept the huge breadth of, of what we can treat. And I remember in one course a student, you know, really it took a good few weeks for I think to come around to think we can work with anything that the mind is either holding you back or the mind is sort of been affected in some way in the past or it's, it's not embracing a new way of being. And that goes really for any single issue out there. And I think it's not just issues that we can work with either. Because hypnotherapy, it's such a positive kind of forward-looking approach that we can work with people who just want a better life. You know, their life's okay as it is, but perhaps they want more confidence Perhaps they want to feel a bit happier in themselves so again it's it's not all about problem solving, and I think that's a big misconception that people have too
0: it's It's about kind of creating a much better quality of life for people yeah. and that that is actually so. On point with the work that I do myself of course I'll help people if they have had you know issues in the past we'll we'll get to the core of them and that that's absolutely correct but a huge part of the work that I do is what you're talking about which is you know looking at life and thinking okay it's okay but I just feel as if it could be better and using hypnotherapy as part of that to actually move them forward so absolutely spot on and I'm going to share Um, just shortly, some uh, clients of stories to to help people really understand the breadth of what hypnotherapy can actually do, especially when it's combined with other modalities as well, Um, mentoring or coaching or, you know, other holistic therapies, it it can actually blend really well together. Um, What I was going to ask was, why do you think hypnotherapy itself is so good at creating or helping the client create these big changes, these sort of profound shifts, as you say, from a fear of driving to just getting on with it, or, you know, stopping yourself doing something in life. And then the next minute you you can go and do it. What what is it that actually happens and that that makes this profound change? Yeah. I mean that's
1: such a big question. And you know, it's one after 15 years. I probably don't really have a straight answer for. I know it works. And I know it can work really quickly. And again, thinking about the courses, I do often have psychologists or I've got counsellors on the course. And what they notice is, again, this rapid kind of shift that can happen in people. And it's not suitable for everybody, and it doesn't happen as quickly for everybody. Mm -hmm. But a lot of clients just respond really, really fast. And something like my driving phobia would be a great example. I mean, it was terribly severe. And after one session, I could do roundabouts, I could get the job I wanted it was it was kind of sorted after one session which is remarkable so i guess thinking about how how does that big profound often very quick change happen and it might be i've had clients who've maybe had counselling for years and it's i'm sure it's done a lot of good but on top of that the hypnotherapy can just create this big shift so i think we've maybe got a couple of things going on i think we've somehow and and again some people respond much better than others but somehow we are getting beneath some of these defenses that people have up. So, you know, usually when we're talking to somebody, there's a, a sort of analytical part of their brain going, Yeah, I don't really think that. Or, you know, if you're trying to tell them they can get out there and attract the partner that they'd like to attract, like, no, nah, I've had, you know, some horrible knockbacks recently. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. And with hypnosis, it's almost like we can get beneath that sort of critical mind that questioning mind and really people just accept the messages and we can work with things in a very realistic way so they can visualize they can experience things and they've just you know often people are exhausted after a session because they've worked so hard but without realizing it and i think the other part of where hypnotherapy is really effective is if somebody really wants it to work And they're highly invested in it. So I would say that I'm quite a highly hypnotizable person. But I know with the driving phobia session, for instance, I don't think I was particularly deeply hypnotized at all. But I was very invested in making it work. And I really thought it was going to work. And I was desperate to make it work. So that belief that this was going to work in one session I think was 90% of what made that such a good session. So you've kind of got this balance between what we call state and non-state theory. And I think both come into play with clients. No, I
0: completely agree because I've worked with many different clients at different Sort of levels of expectation, um, and I think over the years you start to get really clear with clients about their involvement. So I definitely up front now have a have a good conversation about, you know, we want to myth bust what the, you know that their thoughts are around uh, hypnotherapy. So if there's any fears, we can address that first. Um, but knowing that I'm going to show up hundred percent but there's also an expectation on the client that they have to meet me at the same place so that the level of uh, efficacy is is high um, when both people are actually joining in together. Um, I think that under certain circumstances, with certain types of things that I've worked with, there is a magic wand feeling that we think that, you know, you can make this massive change, and it's like waving a magic wand. And to be honest, in some instances, what I find is that there are very, very quick shifts. However, if we don't continue the work and shift the patterns and make that part of the subconscious and and rewire those old programs, then we can quite easily fall back into old ways of being um, and... For me, what I've found is, just what you said there, because we can get down as deep as the subconscious, we're able to help that conscious mind quieten down, which is the bit that's usually keeping us all back because it's chattering in our head, do it, don't do it, do it! do it, don't do it, all that kind of thing. Um, But once we can actually connect down at a deeper level, and specifically in my own experience for those with anxiety, um, they get that opportunity to really get out of their head and just connect down into their body so that they're not having to do too much of the thinking their subconscious minds doing a lot of the work Um, so for me that's one of the things that I've found getting down to that root level you get the best chance Um, you also said something really important there about them experiencing it so when someone can feel it hear it see it almost touch it It creates that feeling because, as you you know, the brain can't distinguish between reality and um, imagination. So if we've imagined it and we can feel it, see it, hear it, it's like we've already done it. So there's already that confidence that that's possible. We just have to look at what actions we need to take at the front end to make it happen. So Mm -hmm. completely agree with everything you said. And um, that kind of leads me on because I would love if you could share Um, maybe one or two examples of types of clients or or scenarios or even common themes that you found has worked really effectively and not just in simple hypnotherapy maybe with like your phobias or um, with a driving but something even a bit more you know bigger or more complex where the client has had quite a profound outcome something that might even have surprised you with the Mm -hmm. outcomes because I don't know about you but I still get surprised even though I'm doing the work with them and I am confident that we'll get good outcomes. Sometimes my own mind gets blown by what they actually achieve during the time working together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I think there's always clients, even after years of working, there's just always clients that kind of stick out in your mind. And one that sticks out for me was a man who had come about severe anger issues. It was kind of anxiety and anger. And he was so triggered that he he had to take time off work. And what really triggered him was his workmates, what you call banter. It wasn't nastiness. He logically knew it wasn't nastiness. But if they said something like, you know, of what you're doing at the computer or something, he would just blow up and he'd hit somebody. He'd, you know, had to take time off work. He'd broken things. It was really extreme. And he thought he was going to have to leave work permanently pretty much before he was sacked. It got to that kind of level. And he turned up and we, we sort of just started to, to really do a bit of past work and just look into his past experiences, look at why he felt so triggered and why he got so angry. And we did some inner child work, which is a approach that I really like and often it's not something that I would do in a first session but he was talking in this I don't know it was like picking up he was talking in a very child angry kind of state so we did this work and he told his story which was he'd started as an apprentice and worked with his dad he's a very young boy sort of 15 or 16 very male working environment but his dad worked there too and his dad just slagged him off all the time and made fun of him in front of the older men and as a kid that agey he, he just had to bottle it up but he was humiliated he was embarrassed he thought there was something wrong with him and on that first session we just kind of went there and we did that in our child's work and I thought this guy would probably need about six sessions because what he'd been through was so awful and he came back the next session and he was just like a, a different person he was just smiling, happy. He'd gone to work it was like all that stuff had just been released and we we just had two sessions we didn't need any more because he had worked at that really deep level so you know I think that's one example
0: for me that just sticks out as being incredible and that's such profound results because the the, the change in someone's own life like their own experiences what's available to them completely changes when their responses to the outside world are different because you take back this resonates a lot with me and a lot of the client work that I do. Where I talk about it's like you're taking your own power back to own your own feelings, how you feel, work through them, um, and that release feeling that you get, um, where you're not feeling that they're all bottled up, is probably one of the biggest things that comes up with a lot of my client work as well. They, I've got one particular um woman that uh, I worked with that she actually came onto one of my VIP programs where it's over several months because our, our idea was that she was fearful that she was going to get made redundant. And what why I work with sort of clients long term is because quite often they come and there's a whole vast array of different things that are going on. So they might have an overarching goal, which is if I get redundant. I want to know that I can get another job, but I'm so worried and so nervous and anxious and, you know, lack confidence. That I don't even think I can apply for a new job if I get made redundant. So like the worst possible outcome is what they've got in their mind. Mm-hmm. And after working with her, what you're talking about of that sort of release work, um, quite early on, we did some release work about owning our feelings and then being able to let them go. And that first part of the journey of releasing the anxiety, the fears, the low self-worth, all the things that were bottled up, she initially, you know, even in that first few sessions, just as you're talking about, a whole layer had been lifted off. But what it left room for, for her, because this is what she wanted, was to go to the next level of her own life. So, for example, she discovered that she didn't want a new job in the industry that she was in. She actually, through the work together, discovered she wanted to transition careers altogether. So out of corporate into teaching. And because she's got that momentum of having, because obviously my programs have mentoring in them as well as the hypnotherapy. So she got to release what wasn't serving her, heal those wounds that were holding her back and then help her guide her towards the next part in her journey. And through that time, been able to actually transition to a brand new opportunity. So she's now started her teacher training to do that one year crossover and then move into a brand new phase of her life. And she always reflects back and is like, I don't even know how this happened. I came to you because I wanted a new job in corporate, but I lacked confidence and had anxiety. She went, now I'm just bossing life and relationships, personal, interpersonal, career changes, you know, everything is all just totally transformed. And I guess that's just the power of using hypnotherapy as part of your overall uh, therapeutic model that you can, as you say, it goes with other things, but being able to build it in not only allows people to move forward with their life like that, a career transition or a new career, new job, but it also helps them create changes on all areas of life, because that's what I kind of heard from that story that you said about that chap. It's it's not just about the address, the work banter. His whole life experiences are likely to actually have changed going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in his case, it was his relationship with his wife and his children, and he'd become really worried about leaving the house and going out socially in case people made fun of him. So I think you're quite right. It's, you know, I always say to people that hypnotherapy has a lot of side effects, and they're all really good. And the side effects are, you know, whatever you go for, you're not just tackling that kind of one issue that might be what your client comes to you with but thinking about this in a very sort of holistic way it influences everything and I don't know about you but what I find with a lot of my clients there's sort of a sense right at the root that maybe they don't like themselves and they don't accept themselves and whatever they're coming with there is this kind of core root and it often goes right back to childhood Mm -hmm. and experiences that they've had. So, you know, I find that whatever I'm kind of working on, that's, that's often the deeper stuff that I'm working with people. And once you can begin to like and accept yourself, every single part of your life is going to change in a a sort of positive way.
0: Completely agree. And That not feeling good enough, not liking yourself, that is what results in, is usually with the self sabotaging. So we're then perpetuating our own circumstances, but that's because we don't believe we're good enough or worthy enough or think we deserve that opportunity to have more, to have something different. and that's the part, what you'd said there about that. Um, actually, what was the phrase you said there? The side effects. I When I talk to clients, I call it the ripple effect. or I say, look, look, we're just peeling back the onion. That thing that you came to me about, once we take that noise down, because that's the bit that's bothering them, they think that's the issue. Once we sh- close, uh, quieten the noise, then we'll get to the root of what's really going on. And that's when the big transformations can happen. And things like what we're saying, you know, um, clients changing their whole lives, transferring careers, embracing healthier new ways with relationships. I'm actually working, I've been working with somebody who had uh, quite a controlling parent throughout their life and it went all, it's gone all the way through to adulthood and just been able to set up some healthy boundaries even with their own children, you know, to say, you know, I'm kind of struggling at the moment. So instead of everybody all coming to my house, where I then get really anxious and stressed, would it be okay if we just moved it, you know, the the festive engagement, the the party, whatever, to your house? And I remember her coming back into one of the sessions and and I says, how did it go? And she's like, oh, I just couldn't believe it. Everybody was like, of course. (laughs) And I says, and how did that make you feel? And she's like, well, I'm just so shocked that by asking for what I need, that I got such a positive response you? because people are usually not going out their way to make somebody uncomfortable or be in pain. Yep. So you've been able to demonstrate not only that you would like the shift, but why the shift would help you helps the other person understand and not not have their own story that somebody's being awkward or just trying to change things for the sake of it, but actually be able to demonstrate that you have your needs, there's a reason behind it. And I've just loved each week this client coming back with all these tiny steps and how her life experiences are completely different. You know, hearing things like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to my day out today. And, you know, a month before she'd arrived saying, I was ill the whole time on the day out. I was hating it. I wanted to be home. And then you just see that complete 180 and you think, I don't know about you, but, and it's not an ego thing here, just to be clear. It's it's something like, a I think, a real pride that I've embraced this as a life choice mm. to help facilitate change for other people. I'm not making the change for them. I'm only the facilitator. They're doing the work. So to watch that, I think it is such an amazing gift to be able to change people's lives. And I guess that leads me really on nicely to you sharing a little bit about what you do in the Academy of the Inner Mind, which I am just the biggest. You know this, I'm a number one fan. Um, I've been so blessed to have met you on this journey that I've been on and I would love you to share a little bit about um, how the Academy of Their Mind operates and what you've got coming up at the moment, because if anybody's listening to this and you want to make a difference in people's lives, you've always had an interest in maybe changing people's lives or helping them facilitate through difficult times, then I can't recommend highly enough the fact that if you become a hypnotherapist, you will get to be able to do that and it doesn't feel like work because it is so rewarding you just almost feel like how can this be that I love doing this and I'm also making an income so again over to you Claire please share a bit about the academy the inner mind for the listeners okay well I said like I say I'm from a
1: research lecturing academic backgrounds so after I trained as a hypnotherapist I guess it was a really sort of natural step for me to want to teach I love teaching I mean it's I love client work and I love teaching there's probably not one that I prefer so I set up the academy of the mind tiny tiny at the beginning I maybe have two or three people in a group or teach people individually and that was nice because as I was setting it up I was learning a huge amount about how to teach A completely new subject. And I guess my kind of ethos is the same as when I'm working with clients. So I start off from the point that we need to be safe, ethical practitioners. And there are some really quick hypnotherapy courses out there. You know, you can train to be a hypnotherapist in a few evenings or over a weekend but you're not going to learn how to sort of keep a client safe, which is really important. So when I'm teaching and and behind the way the school works, it's not just about teaching people techniques. It's about teaching people to look after their clients. So the Diploma in Clinical Hypnotherapy is the the sort of big course that I run, which completely takes people from whether they're psychologists, counsellors or completely new to therapy, right through a really comprehensive training which is either a few months long or up to a year long and once you've completed that you are fully qualified you're externally accredited and you have learned everything you need to be a really competent safe ethical practitioner so very different kind of quick courses But you're going to learn everything that you need to practice confidently. I also have a whole range of CPD courses. So I love working with women's health. We've got menopause training course, children's therapies, another passion and mind body approaches. So I'm always writing something. I'm always putting a kind of new course up. And I've just literally just launched an affiliate school program as well so that would be for people who want to train as hypnotherapy trainers themselves and sort of be linked in some way to the academy of the inner mind as well so that's a really exciting
0: new project wow that's amazing and I feel as if I'm just hearing that hot off the press right now (laughs) yep (laughs) last night in fact so yeah maybe I'll be having a conversation with you after this call (laughs) So that's amazing now what would be the fastest way the easiest way for anyone that is interested in what you've been talking about whether it's cpd or whether it's one of your bigger programs to train as a hypnotherapist how would they easily contact you or find out more information i'll share your links but just for those that are listening right now what would be the quickest way for them to do that um, well, if you share the links to the websites,
1: www.academyinnermind.co.uk, contact form, email on there. Email is really the easiest way to, to contact me. The phone's off, often on silent because I'm working with clients. Email and I will get back to you. We have two courses starting in October. So we've got a fast track diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and we've got a longer term, exactly the same accreditation. It just depends what sort of suits people's lifestyles um so not long to go to the start of a new course
0: that is amazing and I can't wait yes and also to be part of it as well which is such an honor for me you'll be tutoring alongside I'll be tutoring yes and again a bit like you I've always had my hand in it some kind of teaching it's what I did in my old world in corporate um I've always mentored people and uh working with people coaching them developing them and it's such a passion for me in my current work that I do So yeah, it's been a a great uh, working with you in all different capacities right from the get-go through to where we are today. It's been such an honour. So I can't thank you enough for joining today. Um, I just want to say thanks again and thanks to our listeners. And I will be back again uh, next week with our next update. So thank you, Claire. And if we maybe have you back on again for a longer session, then I'll certainly be in touch to do that. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've taken away something valuable, even a golden nugget, that will help you move forward with your life so that you can become the best version of yourself and really have that life that you love. So I will see you back here every Tuesday. A new episode will be released, same time, same place. And if you want to sign up so that you're notified when these new episodes are live for you to listen to, then all the details will be in the description. So thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.